Welcome to In Conversation With from the Lancet Global Health. My name is Nina Putness. Today, we're talking to the authors of a paper in our March 2023 issue, published on the 14th of February. This paper looks at the impact of malnutrition on patients' health and outcomes after surgery for cancer across the world. Access to appropriate, safe and timely surgery is limited globally. In 2015, it was estimated that globally 5 billion people do not have access to this surgical care. Lots of conditions require surgery to reduce illness or death, and this includes cancers. Cancers are an important non-communicable disease, already a leading cause of death worldwide, with poor access to prevention and care in many countries. Inadequate access to surgery is an important part of this for many, especially those with bowel cancers, which is the focus of our discussion today. In 2020, there were globally over 1.9 million colorectal cancers, causing over 900,000 deaths, and almost 1.1 million gastric cancers, causing over 750,000 deaths. We know that this is a big issue, causing suffering to many. Access to surgery is, of course, important for these patients, but so are good outcomes for those that receive surgery. For this, surgery needs to be high quality and timely, and patients need to be in the best possible health beforehand to support their survival and recovery. Nutritional status is part of that. Malnutrition is sadly common globally. In 2014, an estimated 462 million adults were estimated to be underweight, with major potential consequences on their health. For people facing cancer surgery, this is even more critical. This paper looks at the impact of malnutrition on those people's outcomes. Today, I'm talking to two authors from this paper. Pamela Jayraj is a senior consultant radiation oncologist who is heading the radiation oncology services in the Christian Medical College in Ludhiana, Punjab, India. She also holds a fellowship in palliative medicine and is involved in palliative and end-of-life care too. She has a keen interest in academia and research and is involved in some of the global surgery trials in India. Stephen Knight is a general surgical trainee from the United Kingdom who has just completed a PhD with the UK's National Institute for Health and Care Research, or the NIHR's Global Health Research Unit on Global Surgery. This focused on how data can be used to help understand and improve outcomes following cancer surgery. Welcome to the both of you. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you. Thanks, Nina. Great to be here. So, Pamela, if I can turn to you first. Malnutrition, cancer and improving the access and quality of surgery in general are global priorities with significant current burdens and impacts for all of them, especially on the world's poorest. In this paper, you take all of these priorities and discuss how they're related and what this means. Could you start by talking us through how these issues are interlinked and what this means to our patients? Yeah, thank you, Nina. As highlighted by you, malnutrition is a major problem in low and middle income countries. And adding to this, much of the global cancer burden is seen in these countries. Malnutrition and cancer together pose a grim outlook with a prevalence ranging from anywhere between 40 to 80 percent. 
Along with the high incidence of cancer, most of the LMICs have unevenly distributed healthcare resources. Affordability and access to cancer care remains deficient, especially for the poor. Financial, social, and systemic factors lead to delay in diagnosis and disruption of cancer care. Now, speaking about how all these issues of malnutrition, cancer, and access to surgery are linked to each other, and what it means to the patient, patient himself or herself could be the sole breadwinner and in view of poverty, could be malnourished to begin with. Patients from rural areas usually do not have easy access to cancer centers or tertiary care hospitals. On an average, they might have to travel hundreds of kilometers for cancer care. Finances involved in travel, stay, and treatment may put them further into malnutrition and advanced stage at diagnosis. Actually, 80 to 90% of the malnutrition is encountered in patients with advanced stage disease. Patient bears the brunt from all facets like physical, social, and financial constraints. Hence, I feel it's very important to have a holistic approach, and we have tried to highlight these in this paper. Thank you, Pamela, for setting the scene so perfectly. Steve, Now, turning to the research that we're discussing today, your study is, of course, extensive, including over 5,700 patients suffering from colorectal or gastric cancers in 381 hospitals across 75 countries. Do you think you could elaborate briefly on the countries and hospitals involved and, and then tell us why it's so important that you have included such a broad variety of patients and settings? I think the first thing to say is um, we're so incredibly proud of our global network and this study wouldn't be possible without all our collaborators worldwide, not only collecting data but adding to the study's output. Um, We have over 2,000 surgeons across the world collecting data in real time for this study and this is kind of built up on further work that Collaborative has done over the last few years and has previously delivered large global studies looking at emergency general surgery and the impact of surgical site infection worldwide. We felt it really important as we build a study like this that we involve surgeons who experience day-to-day what performing surgery is like worldwide which will then guide how and what data we should collect that's not only relevant, but in the end may inform how we may change and improve outcomes for patients worldwide. And certainly for the majority of existing studies looking at malnutrition, they're incredibly highly focused on high-income settings, and they're not generalisable to a patient or surgeons treating patients in low and middle income settings. So we really felt uh, before this study, we weren't able to describe what's happening, what the prevalence of malnutrition is for patients undergoing cancer surgery and how that might impact outcomes. And then if we can't understand that, then how are we possibly ever going to determine what treatments and interventions we could provide in order to try to improve that treatment and those experiences for patients undergoing surgery for cancer and ultimately 
this study was really aimed at trying to gather high quality data across multiple countries and different hospitals to try and answer that important question. Thanks, Steve. Turning to some of your findings, you all looked at some really important outcomes, including 30-day mortality, but also some other important factors with devastating impacts that you've also just mentioned, so including surgical complications or surgical site infections. What were your findings and why are these so important? As you mentioned in your introduction, we already know that malnutrition is incredibly prevalent worldwide. What we identified in this study is that, unfortunately, severe malnutrition is incredibly prevalent across the world for patients undergoing planned surgery for cancer. That was around one-third of patients worldwide, but in low-income settings, that was as high as 60% of patients undergoing elective colorectal or gastric surgery. And then when you uh, follow that on to look at how that might impact outcomes, we demonstrated that severe malnutrition is associated with an increase of risk of death across all income settings, but it had a much higher impact in lower middle income countries, with a risk of early death after surgery elevated by as much as a factor of 11. We then went on to look at how malnutrition might mediate early mortality after cancer surgery and we demonstrated that around one third of early death is mediated by malnutrition so it has a huge impact on patient experience in that perioperative pathway and ultimately how they get through that operation and these results are really important because they account for patient confounders, which we often frequently don't account for in multi-centre and uh, studies across multiple countries, particularly in LMICs. And therefore, if we can't account for these patient confounders, then we certainly can't well, well determine what the impact of malnutrition may be globally. So with this study, we've been able to perform direct comparisons across income settings and across countries. And as a result, this is going to help us to understand where the real differences exist and how future interventions may help to improve the lives of patients with cancer. Talking of those interventions, using this important new evidence, how does your team suggest that malnutrition is managed pre-cancer surgery in these different settings? And, and perhaps to broaden out a little bit, how does this relate to holistic care, perhaps in general, including nutrition for people living with cancer or facing other surgeries? We've certainly shown here that severe malnutrition is associated with worse outcomes after cancer surgery globally. But we know that complications occur much more frequently as a result of this malnutrition. This is really despite the fact that patients in low and middle income settings tend to be younger and are less likely to have comorbidities. We also know from other work that we've performed um, using this data previously is that the perioperative care provided in higher income countries certainly explains to a certain extent why there are differences in early outcomes after cancer surgery. So we're really postulating here that perhaps this may be formal programs to identify and treat malnutrition before surgery that are available in high income settings 
but that we don't necessarily have in other countries worldwide. And also there comes into play here the, the general public health measures, which we know do reduce the burden of malnutrition globally within a population, but are also likely here to impact the early outcomes after cancer surgery. So really here what we're hoping our data shows and uh, it will lead on to is trying to work out whether a simple nutritional intervention which is low cost and deliverable locally might actually improve early outcomes after surgery. But then in terms of the more broader picture, we might also postulate that if a hospital has a good methods of identifying and treating malnutrition, that might actually reflect more of an effective healthcare system within that hospital. And what we mean by that is it may, may have better they may have better perioperative care, and they may also, may also have better availability of other um, options to treat patients for their cancer, such as laparoscopic surgery. Thank you, Steve. These are really important findings that have implications for many, many people across the world. Turning back to you, Pamela, for now, unfortunately, our final question. Malnutrition is sadly common worldwide. And we know, of course, that it has complex roots. Poverty, of course, is critical. Health status in general, or such as cancer itself, can cause dramatic weight loss. But also there are changes in extremes of climate, conflict-affected and fragile settings, access to good child and maternity care, et cetera, et cetera. The list does go on. How does this paper fit into these major issues around the kind of baseline causes of poor nutrition and health? Yes, Nina, that's an excellent question. And you rightly said, the transition of cancer patients from primary and secondary care and then to oncology hospitals may be fraught with several logistical difficulties in the low and middle income countries with such a geographical diversity. At a psychological level, patients and families also go through an emotional journey. The financial impact of cancer care is a serious issue for many patients who fund their treatment with the help from friends and family members. As I mentioned earlier, cancer, malnutrition, and stage at diagnosis is a deadly combination. This paper addresses all three issues directly or indirectly as they are linked to each other. Taking care of nutritional status of a patient before surgery has a positive impact on post-operative morbidity like surgical site infections and length of hospital stay, as rightly mentioned by Steve, thereby reducing the financial burden of the cancer patients. With early recognition and improvement in the nutritional status not only leads to good surgical outcome, but also improves their tolerance to other cancer-directed treatment modalities and compliance to treatment and hence has a positive overall impact on the treatment outcome. Pamela, Steve, thank you so much for joining us today and talking us through your research. Thank you, Nina. Thank you. You can read more about Pamela, Steve and their team's research online now at thelancet.com. 
Thank you again to you both. And thank you also to our listeners for tuning into this episode of In Conversation with The Lancet Global Health. Remember, you can subscribe to this podcast wherever you usually get your podcasts.